Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Pacific Northwest Community Dreams podcast. It's your hosts, Alex and Sarah. On today's episode, we have not one, but two guests. They are mother-daughter team who have baked their hearts out for the past eight years and their hard work has definitely paid off. Now with four storefront locations and plenty of delicious treats, we are excited to feature Sweet Frosting's Blissful Bake Shop as our next guest, so stay tuned. Um, owner of Sweet Frosting's Blissful Bake Shop um, since the inception. And I'm Jessica Winfrey. I am her daughter and have been around since the inception. <laughs> yeah. but she's actually worked most of it too. But yeah. She did quit. Since I was 14. <laughs> and worked for other people. For yeah. Her, which was a good thing. Been, uh, yeah. It's I've a, been a learning. doing other stuff. Yeah. But I work here full time and have for the past four years. She is a huge part of uh, we the don't company. Need my now. backstory. <laughs> she's a huge. She's my assistant. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, how did you guys get the business started, and well, where did was, the idea come from? It was actually um, a friend of mine who I'd known for about twenty years came to me and said, "We need to open a cupcake shop." <laughs> and this was probably around, gosh, the two thousand eight-ish era. Um, she would come to me and we need to open a cupcake shop and I'm thinking in my head how do you live off of a cupcake you know one cupcake at a time to me thought no uh, but I have been in bakery for 40 years I've been in bakery my whole life she knew that I had the background in commercial bakery and she just had a love of cupcakes and she couldn't find one that she super loved and so she went home and experimented as much as she could and she would make you know, these tasty cupcakes and give them to all her friends and it started to roll on her. Her friends started ordering from her and I kept telling her, you're gonna get in trouble. I mean, the health department's gonna shut you down. <laughs> you have to have a space or you have to be cooking, you know, baking somewhere else and they'll eventually find you. <laughs> and she goes, well, we need to do this. And, and it's like, no, no, but I'll help you. I'll help you any way I can. I had purchased some equipment um, from a friend of mine who had shut down her bakery because my husband and I were interested in opening a venue at that time. Oh, cool. And I thought, well, we could equip the kitchen, yeah. you know, for caterers. Yeah. You know, have, a, have a kitchen. And uh, anyway, so I had this in storage. And she uh, asked me to help her one weekend. Are you, are you busy? I have this thing. And I went, <laughs> no, okay. And we, uh, we did a, it was a crazy funky junk show up in Chatteroy at the Grange. Okay. Oh, interesting. Way out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We were one of the only food vendors, and she baked out of her kitchen the night before. I think I just helped her a tiny bit the first night. Um, she baked 300 cupcakes, and and I'm I'm still I was still at that part going, who's gonna pay three dollars a cupcake? And <laughs> and so we get to the venue, and uh, she we set up. She's got everything. I mean, she's thinking ahead. She's got the boxes. She's got the the posters made, she's got everything going on, the stickers, everything. And uh, she was, you know, she's really seriously gonna try to do this. And so we did the event that day, sold out before it closed that night, had to go back to her house and bake 300 more cupcakes, oh sold gosh. out the next day, and I, f I went, I'm in. Whatever yeah. you've got going on here, people are 
really loving and it was just as natural as humanly possible all scratch everything she did was good I mean it was tasty everybody loved it people want that stuff they're so used to something that is subpar from and I hate to say you know you go to the grocery grocery and and they buy I they buy the cheapest ingredients they can because they want to make a profit oh, absolutely. and I know that because I was a vendor in that community I was selling them stuff so I know I knew what everybody I knew what all our competitors were selling yeah and so or what they were buying to make their stuff out of you know the and quality of I knew what the quality yeah I and I knew what they were doing so it was kind of like a nice end to have knowing what everybody else was using in town yeah. and we were totally doing it differently we were doing it the most difficult way humanly possible because we were, and we still do it that way. We, we, we bake small batch, we do, everything's flavored. Um, in, in um, say a grocery store, you get a choice of like maybe three. Um, you get a chocolate, a vanilla, and a red velvet because that's what they can ship in frozen wow. is those three, that's what they're producing out there. Uh, you might get a carrot, you might get you know some other things. Um, but most of most of it's what they can get in a bag already mixed yeah, or frozen. And yeah, and so we were like small batching everything. And we still small batch, but they're bigger batches because we've got four locations. So yeah. now it's not quite as small and it's a little more productive um, yeah. now. But uh, that's exciting though. Well, <laughs> you have two sides of it. One you're working in the commercial space and then someone who's the baker and just it's like two perfect yeah she came up with all the recipes but she she came out of mortgage and lending she was just a hobby baker so she was the great financial whiz when we came in how to how to get started how not to go under how to you know how what we were going to do and uh, she was very wise and I bought her out uh, about 2000 end of 2016 okay yeah she and she started another business and she's off and running again so (laughs) yeah more in her realm So why did you guys decide to kind of start it in Spokane? Just because you were already here, or well, yeah, we were living yeah. here. We really, honestly, wanted to um, open up a shop up north, and then but she had a lot of friends in a lot of different areas, being that she was um, in mortgage and lending and the real estate world. She had friends all over the city, and people were buying from South Hill, and they were all going, "Oh, I hope you guys come to the South Hill." And it's like, well, we were thinking North Side, and they were going, "Oh," and so we thought downtown let's try downtown yeah and uh, we can find a good spot and it wasn't a great spot originally it was a dark corner I don't yeah. know if you ever <laughs> saw it previous to sweet frostings being there but it was covered in black tarp paper oh. the, that whole, whole corner was black tarp the interior of that was like an old wrecked building oh wow. yeah and we yeah. we redid the whole space and they're slowly renovating each level of the Hutton building, and it's really been remastered and re- yeah. renovated. It looks beautiful. Uh, compared to what it was, it, yeah. there were that entryway that goes into the hallway where we came upstairs, it had two, two more ceilings on it. Um, when STCU took the building over, they removed two ceilings off of that lobby entry wow. and then found all that all that molding oh, yeah. underneath there and painted it all with the gold paint. But it was and hidden. It was hidden so under under that. false ceilings. Well, they run ductwork and they run, you know, they make yeah. life better for us with the heating and the, you know, yeah. air conditioning and the yeah. water, and which they didn't have a lot of that yeah. back then. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. They should hide the pretty stuff, though. They did. Yeah, they did. And so they were able to at least get that section opened up. So how did you first start growing within the Spokane community? Well, we, my, my business partner thought big. She wanted to open this space and produce for 10 different locations. It was, she, wow. One wasn't you know, going to yeah. cut it. We were, we were going to try to do 10. And I kept thinking, Spokane can't handle 10. Can they? Can they handle 10? You know, it's like, especially if you're producing out of the one location and trying to get it out there. Um, so that was the thought. So we tried to do something every year because our our verbiage was, if you're not growing, you're dying. So we just kept, kept going. <laughs> yeah, we just that. kept going. So in 2013, we opened the second store up at Wandemere. Um, we opened the first one in 2011 downtown here. And then 2014, we expanded the downstairs. 2016, we went to Northtown, 2000, no, Valley. 2017, we did Valley. No, Northtown. Sorry, got those <laughs> flip-flopped. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, we we reached a capacity in the kitchen that I that we either had to go to big machinery um, that was automated if we went yeah. any bigger. Yeah, yeah. And we'd have to probably in order to do that move out of the building. So we have to you know kind of reevaluate right now and consider what we're doing to move forward. Nice doing what's best for your business and right. just kind of keeping it the same with the consistency and right. what you got going on. And right, yeah, that's exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. So, with opening new locations, how do you kind of keep the process and the cupcake the same throughout? So, no matter where they're going, they're still getting They're the all same made right here. Oh, really? Okay. Everything's wow. made right downtown. Okay. We have a little minivan running everything every day different direction in the mornings um, before everybody opens and that's why we stagger all the openings yeah, that's, yeah we're totally. we open at seven most days eight on Saturday uh, Whitworth opens at nine um, and the kiosks open at ten so we're able to drop 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 you know before yeah. they all open up so it's a every morning it's an every morning thing they the bakers start at 4 a.m. and wow. off and running um, and they start reconstituting crossings and Piping all the cupcakes and putting the cupcakes in the in their bins and off they go. Wow. Yeah, we bake yeah. fresh every day. Every day, yeah. You can tell by the quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a standard. It's a definite standard that we have started with and continued with because, you know, when you when you shop somewhere, that's the biggest complaint is it's declined or, you know, it's it's yeah. something's. They would people would rather pay a little more and get get what they're used to getting than you have a substandard product. Absolutely. Right. So, they want it to taste the same everywhere yeah. we go, for sure. And, yeah. and, you know, of course, we because we're trying to use the finest of ingredients possible, we, we use real butter. We don't use shortening in anything. So your frosting is, is like grandma made it. It's yeah. not like it's made, you know, in a production line somewhere at some yeah. company. And, oh. uh, yeah, so it's, that's another reason why we do every day. Because after, you know, they kind of look weary after a day or two so yeah. every day we bake um, they get they get probably a maximum of 48 hours of life and that's another reason why we don't do commercial we don't sell wholesale or commercial yeah. because we can't control exactly. yeah, somebody keeping it a week you yeah. know yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah so how many cupcakes go out each morning then it's it's 
it varies on different days of the week, but I think we're producing about 1,000 to 2,000 a day. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That wow. is a lot of work. Yeah. Especially at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a process exactly. For sure. <laughs> wow. So, what would you say some of the advantages and disadvantages of starting a business in like a smaller town or community? The advantages of opening a business in a small city or a city like Spokane that has this tight knit community, I would say, would be that people are awesome and the word of mouth just travels you know we we didn't have any money to advertise we had no money to to do billboards and marketing and it was all just Facebook and people telling their friends and that that's how we lasted for f like the first five years before we started like oh yeah there's Instagram and all the other yeah. social media <laughs> platforms that we should probably Couple magazines yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first five years that's how we got through was the word of mouth and people the disadvantage of being in a small city would that be that people are always on to the the newest thing right and they're looking for the next best thing for sure we are an established business we've been here for about eight years in spokane and after that long people are like oh yeah that's just that's a franchise or that's something a lot of people they assume think we're a franchise, we're yeah. a franchise and yeah, I have to remind people, like, um, we're a small business. We are supporting local people. Please help us. <laughs> we need to support our staff and their families. <laughs> yeah, but I would say those are the advantages and disadvantages. Sure, that's a good answer. That, like, says a lot about the quality of what you guys produce and put out because, you know, people think you're a franchise just because of how well put together everything is in your business. And Right. It speaks a lot about what you do and the passion that you put into your work, for sure. You definitely dreamed big going into yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. So when coming up with new flavors of cupcakes or even different treats, is it kind of trial and error, or do you have like a group of tastings you've set up? Or It's funny, we've kind of handed that over to the bakers. The bakers oh. are constantly thinking of new things, and people are always coming to them like they did in us in the beginning. People would just, had lists of different cupcake ideas people would come to me with. I feel we never worry about <laughs> flavors because we have too many to even pick one every day for the year. It's insane. Yeah, we try to do a baker's choice that's not on our everyday list every day. So that we have something oh. different every day that pops up. And uh, she usually posts baker's choice every day on in the um, Instagram. But the bakers are the ones that have been coming up with the, they call it baker's choice. And they create and curate the baker's choice every month. As a team, there's usually like a leader and we do do polls on Facebook and Instagram so people can submit their requests like yeah. eggnog and other seasonal flavors that they Apple want. cider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gingerbread. Yeah. Which is so fun. Yeah, it's a good way to get the community involved in it all too. Yeah. Put up the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and they'll 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 mix they'll mix them up. You know, we do we do flavored cupcakes and flavored icing. Not very many people will do that because it's a lot. Like I said, small batching, constantly. Yeah. Oh, totally. And so so they'll mix things up. Like they'll do a salted caramel cupcake with a mochaccino frosting and make a oh. caramel latte. You yeah. know, they they just they're very creative in that that where they can just mix and match and use the things that we currently produce, but make something new out of it as well. Yeah, our gingerbread cake is, is a gingerbread cake and a gingerbread buttercream. It's not just a vanilla cake with some 
ginger frosting on it yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. New flavors, just always testing and trying. And yeah, it's a... It's a you can't diet it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a continual <laughs> battle. I <can't>, yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so are there any like exciting new projects you guys are working on? We are. Yes. Yeah. Um, we are, you know, we're trying to increase our social media, trying to spend more time on that, do more, you know, interactive stuff with, with the Spokane community, do more events, you know, we want to, someday we want to be involved in farmer's markets and do, you know, really, really be in the community more. Um, but right now we're working on our Christmas boxes and we do it every year. We do a different, you know, Christmas offering that's a assorted box of goodies and this year we're really excited about it. It has macarons and homemade caramels, peanut brittle, um, yeah, sugar cookies. And we, we also decided to make a, um, a build your own gingerbread house kit this year oh, for the first cool. time. We've always be really been involved exciting. in the, um, the Christ Kitchen gingerbread build off, but this year we ended up having somebody come to us and have us build a hundred boxes for them. So it was like, I'm sorry we can't do the build off. We are building off so many I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah. So we're manufacturing about 150 right now downstairs. And wow. That's a really cool idea though with the gingerbread houses because that's like something that I actually look for in stores. It's like they only have a certain few styles and it's like well, I would love I, to. We'll like have to show you ours and see what you think. If you're if you like to do stuff like that. We're yeah. also offering um, a gingerbread building class party. Oh, how at cool. uh, the Whitworth location, so, so you can cool. sign up to do it together yeah. if you want to build one together or something like that. Yeah, it's um, a great date night thing. You could yeah. build one together, or you could each do your own. It's on December fifteenth, fourteenth, Saturday, December fourteenth okay, cool. at the Whitworth Sweet Frostings. What time is that? Uh, two to four. Two to, two to four. Two to four. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cool. provide all the candies and all the little houses. And we're going to pre-assemble oh. it as yeah, well. So, so you right. just all decorate. All you have to do is decorate. That's yeah. the worst part. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> over. Right. Like, okay, let's like, hold this one. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be pre-assembled. Yeah, many years of that. <laughs> so it's all fun. No stress. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. We should definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I like that kind of stuff. So Cool. So how all are you involving social media to kind of bring awareness to your business? Well, social media really is more of a recent thing that we've, I mean, we've always posted just because we're taking pictures of products, but it's never been something we've really dedicated time to, and that's, you know, changing. We're going to definitely be dedicating a little bit more time to it, and it's become more of a priority. It's something we try to be authentic in and make it really fun. Uh, what advice would you give someone looking to grow in their local um, Spokane is so beautiful and it's so tight-knit, you know, just being, being open to new ideas with people because that's really, I think I connect a lot with people mostly because they come to me with something interesting that they want to try and they don't know who to go to and they don't know, you know, that's we're making gingerbread houses because somebody specifically wanted a gingerbread house. So we worked with them to yeah. create exactly what they were thinking. And wow. yeah. we're collaborators mostly, you know, we bake custom cakes for people and. Oh my gosh, did you see the Monsters Inc. downstairs? No, did you oh see the gosh. Stranger we'll Things monster yes. last week? I have to show you what some of our decorators do. But um, more on that, <laughs> uh, 
I had a thought. You kind of try to find a need and meet that need. Yes. And there's many ways to go about it, of course. You know, um, financially, there's a, a lot of different uh, business uh, fundraiser type is things that you can do. Yes. Um, but you can also start small out of your living room and, and build yourself up from there. Like my, my business partner started in her own kitchen. Yeah. Until yeah, we, huge. we, and <clears throat> the way that rolled as we started in our kitchen and me knowing the industry as well as I do you're gonna get in trouble we got to find an industrial kitchen we went to look for industrial kitchen and it was more money than us renting this space wow. and I had the equipment wow. to put into it so that's why we just went with it yeah yeah of course it's not that inexpensive today yeah. it was when we started yeah oh, 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 yes. <laughs> So as you continue to grow over the years, what are some hardships that you've had to overcome and continue to grow the business? People and systems. It's, yeah. yeah, those are the hardest things. We still struggle with it. It's getting systems in place and people who want to roll with the system. And being in a bakery and being such a fun environment, people come into it thinking like, oh, I'm oh, just gonna so have much fun, fun all day. <laughs> well, you're scooping the same every day of your life, you know? It's like, I don't know how fun that can be for some people, but yeah. some people love routine. And, yes. and uh, I'm kind of that kind of person. I like the, because I know what my job is and I feel good when I'm done with it, but uh, mm. some people don't. They like to do something different every day. And we kind of have different jobs that meet those needs. Yeah. Um, are we have all sorts of people in, in different areas yeah. and finding the right person in the right area but everybody works hard you know it's it's not all cupcakes and <laughs> sugar <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. we're, we're running you know we we do the we make the recipes that are the hardest recipes we do things from scratch and we make it mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it doesn't always work out no. you're tossing it and trying again yeah. and, it's it's like I you know I made some almond roca and I bloomed my chocolate. I am not a chocolatier and I, I I know this about myself. It's like give it to somebody who knows. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we, we still struggle every day. Yeah. It is hard running a business. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And you know financially, it's it's tough financially because um, you're constantly at the mercy of what the government's telling you you're going to need to do. As so the first of the year is kind of um, looming as a little yeah. bit of a scary thought yeah, for us right now. Yeah, not just us, every small business. <laughs> yes, so it's right. really important to support local yeah. coming this 2020. We, you know, we have around 40 employees, and that's a, a big, big ticket yeah, right there. big ticket for sure. Yes. Yeah. So last question, and we always like to end on a fun fact. So what was the largest order you've had to fulfill? Ooh. We've had a few large orders. I, I know one. There, there's a few, and this was probably not the biggest one, but it was the biggest one at the time. We built the Hemmingson Center. Yes. For Gonzaga at wow. a cake. Oh, and it was, oh my gosh. It fed before it was like 2,000 people. I mean, it was. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, my gosh. it was the whole building. Wow. And, it wasn't built yet. It was, you know, they were celebrating the They fact sent us, building. like, the schematics. We got the, yeah, the architectural drawings <laughs> and designs of the building, which then we had to make into cake. So we That's actually built the Hemmingson Center, which is really kind of fun because we drop stuff there every now and then now. Yeah. 
Um, wow. But other than that, this uh, this yeah. gingerbread order is, is a it's, big order. Is a big yeah. One. yeah, it's a big order. Um, it's a uh, hundred of these little gingerbread. Yeah, hundred gingerbread kits, which are with intricate little kits. Oh, yeah. with unique. They they are they're having the gingerbread men decorated as their people, and oh, they're wow. also having logos built for their houses to put on their houses. With the company logo, so yeah, so we're doing a few extra, you know, things for that. Yeah, we we do have a pretty large production staff though, um, and we can That's pretty well divvy it out. Yeah. And not one person will break their hand making something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there's more than just one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. To close out, we just want to thank you, Sally and Jessica, for sitting down and talking about your business, Sweet Frosting's Blissful Bake Shop. Uh, what is the best way for listeners to get a hold of you and your sweet treats? Oh, wow. Sweetfrostingsbakeshop.com. Yes. Um, yeah. Or? Or call us at 509-242-3845. Or email info at sweetfrostingsbakeshop.com. You could Facebook, Instagram message me. Uh, any any way you would like, <laughs> you can get a hold of me. that's a wrap hope you all enjoyed episode number nine of the pacific northwest community dreams podcast again special thanks to sally and jessica winfrey and the whole team at sweet frosting's blissful bake shop you all do some amazing work so until next time listeners keep pushing towards those dreams and don't forget to support local this holiday season